Dit is de Sports Plus Vitality podcast met Aswin Steenhoff, Arno Hermans en Marcel de Visser. We nemen je mee in de wereld van sport, vitaliteit, innovatie en ondernemerschap met actuele thema's en inspirerende gasten. Happy is his middle name. People never leave a meeting room without having a laugh. His open and rational approach takes him everywhere. Therefore, he is loved in the world of sport. Together with his team, he tries to make a total impact in mainly football. As innovative brand, he always looks for new opportunities to be unique. But uniqueness is also in the people. And also in the person who sits today at my table. Welcome, Mr. Capelli. Welcome, Kai Moeijk. Thank you, thank you. Great to be here. Always in the podcast, this is podcast number 25. And uh, Kai, very much welcome that you all all the way traveled from uh, from Germany here to the Netherlands uh, to, to be with me. To kick it off, always two questions you have to choose. And uh, in the end, some things are coming, of course, back in this, uh, in this podcast. So uh, it's going to be a surprise, I think. Shoot. So is it individual sport or is it team sport? Uh, it's both. Of course, the focus is, is uh, highly on team sports at the moment because we focus on football. But I think football, uh, every person for himself, uh, there's individual sports involved because if you're a good footballer, you have to work on yourself. You have to work by yourself. So we try to cover both from from your personal training up to the match that, you, that you're playing with. But right now it's team? Right now it's team. Okay, okay. it's one word answers, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. sure, team, sure. Team. So, <clears throat> second one, is it sports? Or is it exercise? I think it's sports because it covers more. Yeah. I think it's sports. Okay. Why is it? Because exercise is part of the sports. And um, like I said, we, we do A to Z. So so we try to uh, to accompany the, the, the sports people or the athletes from, from the moment they wake up and they go for a jog, in the, for a run in the, in the forest or, or anywhere, um, up to match day. And, and so it's really sports and, and everything that, that's touched so, by it. So you're saying sport is, uh, exercise is part of sports? Exercise is part of sports. Not uh, other, way, other way around, you mean? Uh, I, think, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, exercise is part of the sports. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to many people and I say, okay, exercise is... The other way around. The other way around. Okay. So it's a very interesting approach, actually. And uh, But uh, I was trying to introduce you, but uh, can you talk a little bit more on your background? Where, where Who's Kai Moorhek exactly? All right. Um, so I'm Kai. Um, I have... Uh, my responsibility is uh, being the head of uh, sports, of uh, Capelli Sport in Europe. Um I'm also uh, with the company Capelli for more than now 22 years. Um, I'm working from the headquarter in Germany, uh, in Ratingen, that's near Düsseldorf, like five minutes away from Düsseldorf airports. So my way here wasn't that far. I took a two hour drive, so that's all right. You know, we have uh, a lot of meetings uh, cross border. Um, so uh, Capelli Sport, I have to talk a little bit about Capelli uh, as a company to, to be able to explain what I do. Um, but but, but we, before yeah. we go to Capelli, of course. Can, you, can you give a little bit of your background? What, what did you study and uh, where you're originally coming from? And Yes, um, 
I'm born in Münster. That's a that's a university city in in uh, in Germany, um, but grew up actually near the Dutch border in in Xanten. I don't know if you heard of it. Uh, not far from, from Nembe, the Roman. Uh, the right? Roman era. The Roman the Roman uh, park is there, yeah. right? Um, so that's where I grew up and. Um, I went to school, I did my high school over there. Uh, then I had some military service, which was still mandatory back then. Um, after that, I, I started my education, started actually in the field of, of uh, IT and, and, uh, and uh, um, software, software uh, programming, uh, but changed then to business and um, at one point also already started with, with the company Capelli. So it's really like my first job. Uh, that I had not Capelli before it was a different name. It was a fashion company. Um, fashion has always been a part of my, my, my family, my uh, brother, he, he moved, he moved out of the country already a long time ago, started a shirt factory over there. So that was my first touch with the fashion industry. We started uh, distributing those, this brand and, and, uh, those items here on the German and European market. Um, and that already started when I was 14 years old. So I was really uh, starting, starting to work while I was still in school. Um, and this continued uh, until now. And, and uh, this company then at one point, because of a family background, uh, the founder of Capelli Sport is my brother-in-law. Um, he started that 35 years ago. And um, once we got to know each other, we got involved together. And since then, I'm... I'm working in the Capelli group uh, and and uh, specifically now the sports department okay. with Capelli Sports. And if you're going back to, let's say, you were talking about when you were 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were already having the entrepreneurial mindset. I was working, you know, it wasn't maybe not yet entrepreneurial uh, okay. because I, I really, uh, you know, coming from a family business there, my father is a, is a, is a doctor, so he's, a, uh, he's not in this, in this part of work at all, but it was my brother and my brother-in-law. Um, so it always interested me already as a smaller kid, I was, I was into trade. I was, I was uh, selling, I was selling, uh, um, it was a small story. I was, uh, that was my first business actually in, in, uh, in holiday because my, uh, my father is from Lebanon. We always used to spend like five weeks in summer holiday in Lebanon. Um, and while we were there, there was a lot of guests coming every day. You know, it's the, the culture there that you have visits every day. Um, so as a small kid, maybe age six years, seven years, um, I saw an opportunity because there's so much traffic in our house uh, that I went uh, to the supermarket daily and bring small everyday items like uh, chewing gums and, and tissue papers and everything that, that everybody needs, uh, bring it to the house, set up a small booth in front of the house. So every guest that we had had to buy something from me because I was a six-year-old kid. Everybody buys something from you. Um, <laughs> that was my first business, actually, <laughs> like my summer business. Um, yeah, so that's how my interest started in, in, uh, in, in trade and in, in, in business. My father wanted me to become a doctor, of course. That, that's, that's normal for doctors, but uh, um, that was my direction. Okay, so, yeah. <clears throat> so you were actually more or less forcing... Uh the family to, to buy at your, at your place. Of course, you have to use what you have, you know, being a six year old kid, that's, that's what you have, you know, being able to guilt them into buying something because you're selling those small knickknack uh, products there, they have to buy something. Mm -hmm. And then if you, if you thinking of it, did, did you bring something from, because that was in Lebanon, I think yes. in, in those five weeks yes. you were there. Yes. What did you, did, did you do something 
well, learn from it and trying to explore as well and experience something. Yeah, of course. That, 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 that was the first lesson. And, and I, I figured out that uh, you have to be with the right product at the right time. And, and you need traffic. You need people to be there to see you. So you need visibility as well. So that's actually one of the first things that I figured out. Um, what can you sell to whom and how? That's the, the key point. And I think that's selling and, and learning how to sell is, is one of the most important traits that anybody can use in any, in any profession, actually. You don't have to be a salesman. You have to be able to constantly, you're selling something. You have to sell yourself, maybe. You have to present yourself. You have to, in, in a job interview, you have to be able to sell what you're offering. And, uh, or even if you're selling products, that's what you need to know how to do. And that's uh, one of the key things. I mm -hmm. think for me. And if, if you're going back to the time in Lebanon, if, if you're selling the tissues, for example, um, you discover that, that all the products you are selling, people need it at that time. And they pay an upcharge if you have it at the, <laughs> at the high convenience. You know, they don't have to drive to a store to get it. Mm -hmm. It's right there and, and uh, they're buying it. Okay. You, yeah, and, and they had to pay a higher price, of course. Of course, for my work to get, <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. it from the store, yeah. yeah. Probably with the, with the bicycle, or you're I, I, walking there. I'm not sure <laughs> if I did the math right as a six-year-old kid. Maybe I, I lost some money, but, but that, wasn't the, that wasn't the main point there. It was just having fun. Did, did, you, did your parents all, already saw, okay, he's going into business? Yes, 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 they saw that. How, how did, you, did, you, did you notice that? And or, the disappointment of my father in his face that I didn't become a doctor, or, or he sensed that I will not become a doctor, maybe that by a little bit okay and, and how about your mother she supported it she supports it until now actually and and uh, it's a good path okay yeah. okay it's, it, it's also also good to hear also people's background very often because then then you having some context on on what people are coming from you know where you come from yeah yeah sure and you never lost also let's say the experience you had when you were six years old and maybe when you're 14 years old yeah and, and in your childhood, when you were studying, were you already thinking of because you're telling you're you're from an IT background? Yeah, but shortly. Uh, sure. Really, this was just just a, f a quick start, basically out of need from the company that I was working in already. Uh, we didn't have anybody doing that, so so that's why I started it. But but then I basically taught a lot of things that I needed to 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 fulfill the needs of our company by by myself, and then I didn't see the point of of continuing the study anymore, and I moved to a different direction. Okay, and yeah. and, and and if you, if you. How did you did you get involved with 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 Capelli? You, you were talking about your brother-in-law. Yes, with uh, with the Capelli group, which was um, initially starting with with fashion products. So it's fashion accessories like uh, gloves and scarves and and textile products like that. Um, he was getting married to my sister, so that's that's when we met. That was in the in the year of uh, ninety nine, um, and already by two thousand we started. Um, the new company Capelli Europe, which is uh, started in, in, in Germany. Uh, at that point, he was looking for ways to to um, to grow into the European business. He was already very successful in the US and then other countries as well. Um, it was a, a big business already, and and he's a market leader in in fashion accessories at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and we were in the fashion business and fashion industry in Germany, but in a much lower scale. So at that to point, get with your brother, uh, yes, brother. right, okay, yes, and at that time it was a no-brainer. Actually, you know, he was looking for 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 ways to get into the market here, and uh, for us this was a much better opportunity and and uh, much more room to grow, and that's when we started together. That's how I ended up in in, uh, in the Capelli Capelli business. 
Okay, so it it really is a family business. Then. It is a family business. Okay, yeah. and and I, I'm just very curious on mm-hmm. on what, what is the, does this brand still exist in in the US? Yeah, yeah, and it's still one of the biggest uh, revenue revenue category. This is uh, the brand name is Capelli New York. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the own brand which you see in the US. You see it in every big store, department store, chain uh, chain stores in in the US and and outside the US. Um, in Europe as well, in Germany, you have a lot of uh, shop and shop uh, stores in bigger bigger department stores here. Uh, also with this brand, Capelli New York. But we do a lot of other business as well. So under um, under our customer names in a white label solution where we uh, provide. The, the design, the product, the production, and uh, and the distribution, but under their their name, under their brand names. Okay, and then you've got a complete chain then. Yes, yes, completely vertical. We have own factories in in uh, in China. That's that's actually that was the key to success to the success of of the Capelli Group in in USA um, because he started producing like as one of the first companies from the USA starting producing himself um, in China. And now we are um, we at six big factories in Asia, all over Asia, and uh, producing many different types of products, knit products, knitted, knitted textiles, uh, cut and sew products, um, even uh, jewelry, hair accessories, uh, and things like this. And of course, our sports textiles, jerseys, and, and, uh, and uh, all, the, all the textile items that we need for for our lines mm-hmm. but, and, and i'm just really curious on mm-hmm. on you've got the capelli in new york yeah how do you end up then in capelli's port uh, how, how did that happen how it started yeah why it started yeah that's actually also um a very personal personal reason why it started um the ceo and my brother-in-law george altiers he started a football academy at one point he has five boys and uh all of them, or the, the bigger ones of them, uh, the older ones, started playing football. Um, and the region where they're living is uh, between New York and New Jersey, um, was lacking really a football academy at a high level. So at one point he said, okay, no, let me start it myself. He, he's always been a football enthusiast and uh, loves the game, loves the sport. Um, and loves the kids, of course, and and wanted to give back to the community over there. So he started the. It was named the Cedar Stars Academy. It still is, and it's still there. Um, very successfully, it's um, it has the, uh, the they call it the the U.S. Soccer Academy status. Um, it's comparable to to the professional sports or football academies of the professional clubs here in Germany. You have a certification and you get your one star, two star, mm-hmm. three stars. That's what it is. And they compete in the in the academy league in, in USA. So it was a very successful uh, uh, academy growing also onto different locations. Now it's at 11 locations in this area and uh, has more than 4,000 players uh, playing in our jersey. Um, and the color of those jerseys were from the beginning was a was a light green color, a very specific light green color. So we were having more than thousand people playing in these jerseys and uh, and these colors, with our brand, with our academy logo, and we were trying to get a, a specific jersey from Nike, from Adidas, from the big players in the market, and we found out nobody wants to do it. Nobody can do it actually, and um, mm-hmm. that's when we said, and he said, you know what. Let's do it ourselves. We are in the textile industry. We have manufacturing. We have uh, so many great designers in New York City that where all the brilliant design 
people are and um, so he started basically for his own academy and from this started the the brand Capelli Sport and um, the academy grew they were going to to matches other academies saw it and then it really grew into a big business and that's now one of our most uh, focused on category and, and business area and you're talking about a light green color why why light green Uh, the name was Cedar Stars, um, and the cedar is the is the ah. is the how you call it the the crest or or the the, um, the tree the national actually the national uh, it's on our flag actually the 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 Lebanese cedar ah yeah yes yeah, yeah. so that's 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 how the name came up with and that's why the the uniforms were in a in a green color to to represent the the tree the the green cedar uh, cedar tree um, yeah and that's that's how they picked the color. And they picked a color and nobody could deliver. Nobody was, no was interested in doing that. You know, they have their product lines and, and I understand also why I know the background now because I'm in the same industry. It's not easy. It's not easy to, to really, for a non-professional organization, uh, no matter how many players they have, if they have 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 players, it's not their interest to do something specifically for you. And uh, that was the niche that we, we, we saw and the gap that we saw in the market. And we filled it pretty nicely. Okay. And they, they, they started, they, they created from one academy into 11 in and around New York? Yes. Yes. New and York, New Jersey, the tri-state area there. Okay. And, 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 and in total around, let's say, 4,000 players? Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And, and right now? No, this is now. This, oh, this is, not, is now. Now it's okay. 4,000. But back then, when they were trying to get a jersey, this was already more than 1,000 players. Mm -hmm. And um, no, it's, this is a, it's a country with a lot of big academies and a lot of clubs that have high number of players. And, and so this is a really an interesting offer for the market. Mm -hmm. And then from Capelli, New York, the, you started the, the, uh, the football academies. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, it grew yeah. from one to right now 11. Yes. And how do they end up in Europe? What's 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 the the story behind behind? I mean, uh, there's there's two sides to the story. If, mm -hmm. Of course, Europe is a big market for for as a, for a football brand. You know, that's so you have to be there. But then also, Europe is interesting for any other market because here is the the football uh, culture started, and and um, all the clubs that we work with in Europe. We you know we have now in Europe seven countries with first league clubs that we equip. Um, those are of course great references and great uh, testimonials for our brand and. Um, um, we use these internationally, we use it in USA, we use it every, everywhere we are because it's a great statement. Um, that's why we, we need to be in Europe, definitely. Um, but also um, for the academy that we're still running, the bridge to the European football is very, very interesting. So any kid that has the chance to maybe um, just smell the, 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 the football in, in Europe, that's... Um, That's a great opportunity for them. We were trying to make this happen for a lot of kids. We already did for a lot of kids. We had so many teams and, and groups coming over, sometimes to England, sometimes here to Germany. Here to Germany, I'm saying. Here's Holland, but <laughs> here to our region. And um, it's always great experiences. And even some of them make it to, to, uh, to, to, to be seen and uh, try out for professional clubs and um, You don't have this opportunity in USA. It's very, very difficult to get into the pro, to the pro player pathway. It's not a must, of course, you know. But some um, 
uh, at least um, they, they're wishing they could try and they could see if, if they would be successful. And we give this platform, we, we give this opportunity. I think there's something wrong with the voice. No, no, no. No. Let's, let's continue uh, because it's getting more interesting. Uh, yeah. Because, if, correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're building the bridge between the US and Europe right. and from a, a football perspective. Right, right. And trying to make it more easier to succeed as maybe as an American football player in, in Europe or a landing at least. That's not the main objective. I mean, um, for Capelli, maybe not. Look, for, for no, not for Capelli and, and, and not even for the players because in USA, um, it's just the culture that, that uh, if you do sports as a kid, you do it right. And then you try to get out the best or, or to become the best at your sport. It's not necessarily to become a pro player. Um, the interest behind it is sometimes just to, to have something to offer if you're applying for university or for college. You know, the, the colleges are, are, are looking for um, outstanding kids, you know, especially the colleges that have restricted, um, restricted numbers of, of places to give. It's not all about grades. In the USA, they're looking also for um, um, other activities like uh, hobbies and, and sports in specific. Um, and they have teams that they compete with. So they're looking for great players. And that's for most kids in the USA, that's the main thing behind it, you know, trying to be the best at your sports um, to be able to proceed in life. But for some, for a few, um, looking into this option, becoming a pro, of course, is also interesting. But um, it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not, it's um, not every family pursues this, not every kid wants to do this. Um, but to, to, to feel that there is an opportunity is already something, a great achievement. You know, if you take it or mm -hmm. if you go this path, because it's not, not an easy path also for a maybe 17 year old or 18 year old kid to, to, to move by himself to, to Europe to try to become a pro player. It's a very, very tough and, and hard road. Um, so it's not something that you can, that you can really try to convince anybody of it. It is a personal decision. We're just trying to um, make them get a taste of what it is, what is European football. And if it's just an experience of one week uh, learning from, from uh, European coaches, uh, getting in touch with uh, German, uh, English, uh, Dutch and, and, and Spanish players, just to have an exchange, also a cultural exchange, it's, it's, always a good, it's always a good experience and good thing to offer. So it's about also about learning and, and trying to explore yourself and to be able to achieve Yes, yes. I think that's that's why we, we like football that much. I'm saying we, I like it. And then the founder also likes it very much because football uh, is a team sport. It gives you many more values than just uh, working on your body, on your on your physical, physical achievements. It's about becoming a better person. It's about learning the rules of, of society. It's about uh, helping each other. It's about your teammates and, and uh, every effort you put into this direction. Um, there's a good, there's a good outcome. You know, it can't be bad to, to, to invest your time into something like that. It's, it's actually a small part of what the total concept of Capelli is or not. Yeah. That's what Capelli sport is about actually. So we, we're not just a Jersey provider. We're trying, um, really to, to, to have a more holistic approach on our partnerships as well. Um, usually when I get in touch with clubs and I, I talk about Capelli sport, the jerseys is, one of the last things that we talk about because we have uh, the network that we that we have we have the sports connection we are like-minded because we know what we're talking about we are an academy as well um, 
when of course the 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 business part of it the the focus is doing revenue and selling your products um, we 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 have a different approach and uh, this is i think the 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 key usp that we have you know being being not just a a provider of products but being a provider of network of ideas of uh, of really uh, helping each other like the teams members of a football team do Mm -hmm. that's that's i think the bridge between those two things the business and the and the sports it, it it's a really good fit and, and, and how did you get started that in the football industry in europe what was the first step the first step um personally i was a little bit involved already in the in the football because uh, uh, my uh, my wife's brother he's a professional player And um, so I always always had a little bit of the insights uh, into the into the football. I don't want to call it business, but the football world, the professional football world. Um, so I had some some access to it. And oh, which which club did he play? Oh, he played many clubs. Um, uh, the last the last thing was in Belgium in in uh, in first league. In um, and now you call me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me think while I talk, I think about that name. But he was a Hertha Berlin uh, player in Bundesliga, uh, uh, Mainz 05. Mm -hmm. um, he started in Anderlecht, actually. His first professional gig was in Anderlecht. Mm -hmm. um, coming from the youth of, of Alemannia Aachen, before that Fortuna Düsseldorf. So he had many great stops and, and, uh, and a great career. So the, 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 that was actually... Your involvement, your personal involvement? Yeah, I wasn't personally involved, but I had some insights to yeah. the to the to the world. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. right. And then the professional involvement, the first splash onto the market was actually um, us uh, acquiring five percent shares of of a professional club back then, a, a second Bundesliga club, MSV Duisburg, mm -hmm. um, which we did. Um, To a, of course, um, uh, bring Capelli Sport to the market and um, and to have some visibility, and it helped us with this. But also to have a partner in Germany um, that we can connect to us, to our academy, and also to our partners that we have in the USA, um, giving us more credibility, being invested and being being connected here to a professional German football club with such a great tradition and, and uh, also great facilities, great uh, equipment, great coaches, um, great stadium, great experiences. That was uh, really a, a big help. Big help to to get onto the market, but get, getting a stake in in in, in a uh, traditionsverein. Uh, yeah. Um, how was that part? Was that part of the strategy or? Yes, yes. We we uh, besides that, we we also invested in many other clubs worldwide. In in uh, we were running a, a USL club in in the USA. Um, we are invested in Habikö in, in a second league team in, in Denmark. We are invested in a Ghana first league team. We are invested in Lithuania. Uh, some smaller investments, some bigger investments, bigger shares, um, which which uh, paid into this idea of us being a sports network. You know, this is something that's interesting also to our partners that we're not invested in. So any club that wears Capelli Sport has access to the network that we are, has access to the clubs where we are a, a shareholder or just a partner, a corporation partner, like an outfitter. Um, us knowing every single club personally, and that's I'll talk about that later, how, how we how we approach those clubs or how we get them to wear Capelli Sport. Um, this is a value to every new member of the Let's call it Capelli Sport family or of the Capelli Sport group. Every club that 
that uh, works with us and has a has an agreement with us as as their outfitter has full access to every club that we know and we have relations with so that's a network that's uh, that's worth a lot for 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 our for our new partners that come to the table mm, okay so so you're building up a really nice family family yeah so And and that's also related back to where you, you what you were doing business and, and where, do you things with your brother-in-law. Capelli is it's a family business. It's a right. family business. Right. So <clears throat> that's very interesting that you're building up coming from a family business and trying to bring something to the table for the clubs as a family. True. True. I mean, uh, we we figured out very quickly that that football specifically is a is really a personal business if you want to call it a business and it is for the professional level it is a business so it's really personal it's about relationships it's about uh, 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 acquaintances that you make uh, people that you talk to and um, it's not like a normal market it's not like a market where it's just about offer and demand and uh, just the connections always made between the 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 offer with the with the lowest uh, price uh, and and the highest highest uh, availability it's it's more than this you know um, mm -hmm. and that's uh, that's something that that helped us a lot knowing this and and uh, um, living this living this making those connections so so meaning creating a nice family is creating relationships it's great the... yes yes and I don't want to use the word family uh, uh, in, um, inflationaire, how you say inflationaire in an inflating way. Uh, it's a big word. Family is a big word, of course. So, mm -hmm. so I don't want to over, over bend it. Um, the idea behind it is not, of course, not uh, being brother and sister, uh, like being that close. And, and it's different levels, uh, certainly. There are some clubs that are interested being a family or, or uh, they're just interested in buying a jersey because we, after all, uh, and I always say that that's our last, last talking point in meetings. Our jerseys are great. Our quality is great. So we have a great offer. Um, but we 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 put everything that we have on the table you know with every new negotiation with every new talk to a new club we explain what we are who we are and also what we can offer for some it's interesting and they want to live this and i want to be part of that network and they want to use it for some maybe at the later stage or maybe they don't need it they don't want it and and uh, but we're trying to 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 really offer everything that we have can you then describe the process because we're in the netherlands yes and you recently i think This coming January, it's one year. Yeah, you, you've been. Uh, If you're talking about yes. can you talk a little bit more about the process? How uh, Capelli became the outfitter? Yes, of FC Dordrecht. Yes, yes. Let me start by explaining a little bit how we how we approach our customers in general. Um, the difference, and that's that's one of our USPs. I think the the difference is that we don't go through a middleman. We usually all the clubs that you see that wear our jersey, uh, they have a direct relation with us directly. Us saying meaning uh, Capelli Sport. Um, sometimes it's with me even. And sometimes it's with with our local local uh, team team members and um, and that's what makes it difficult for us of course you know it's it's definitely easier selling your products through the well-known distribution channels through the through the stores through 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 the ways that that every other brand is doing it or every other big brand is doing it um, making this connection to a new club slash customer is much harder in our way because we need to find a personal relation um, 
or we don't even need to find a personal relation. It starts with a personal relation. And that's how also we got to, got to get in contact with FC Dordrecht. You know, there has to be a relation. You have to, you have to get in talks with someone and then, um, you have to get in, uh, get to know each other. And then it's also, this is the first thing that we, that we test. If there's a good personal relationship, can it be a good relationship for the future? It's not always, it doesn't start with the business aspect or the evaluation of how many jerseys can this club buy? How many, uh, how many products do they need? It's, uh, first, do they, can they can they use what we can offer so are we a good match for them you know sometimes pitching to a club where you know this club doesn't is not even interested in what you are is not doesn't need you for for certain aspects then it won't be a good match and and this is always the first thing and then of course the personal chemistry the personal relationship um do we uh, do they want to work with us do they like us do we like them and then it's about business And this is how it started with FC Dortmund. Well, we have a very good relation with uh, with Hans. I know personally, and um, and that's the especially as our first club in a new market, which is uh, Holland, Holland for us. Um, it has to start with a with a relationship like this because it needs to be a good experience. Uh, it needs to be a partner and a club that helps us also get into the market, and they help by by just talking about it and but just showing also of course in the media showing uh, on social media showing what we do together last week the opening of their fan shop in the city it's a brand new fan shop we helped uh, we helped to set it up and it's a it's a It's a co-branded store. It's FC Dordrecht Capelli Sports Store in the city. Uh, we had a great opening event, grand opening. Uh, a lot of pictures, a lot of visitors, a lot of spectators. So that's something really that helps us a lot, of course, showing it to the region, what we can do together, what we can achieve together, and what we're building together. Okay. If, if you're diving more into the process of FC Dordrecht, um, did you... Did, did let, let's say the 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 local uh, guy or girl mm -hmm. did approach FC Dordrecht or did FC Dordrecht approach you? No, we don't even have a local guy, and that's that's okay. something that we have to fill because uh, definitely Holland is on our roadmap that we want to expand here. Now having our first professional uh, gig, let's call it with FC Dordrecht, we we need to we need to get into the uh, market more 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 deeply. So our market is not only the professional clubs; our market are the amateur clubs, the the youth youth corporations, uh, youth uh, organizations, the youth academies. Um, and for those, for servicing those uh, in, a, in a good manner, we need, of course, also team members here locally on the ground and, and uh, being in personal relation to this. We cannot, from our headquarters in Germany, um, talk and, 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 and uh, work with, with 30 smaller clubs because we're not there. You know, we, we're not, we don't want to close deals where we cannot um, service them uh, in a nice way. That's why I'm looking for for uh, new new team members here in Holland and the region. So if people yeah. are listening to the podcast, Please they can us. apply to you. Definitely, I mean, yes. They send an email to you. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> yeah. If you're interested in Capelli Sport, then just shoot us an email and then we can sit together. Yeah. So now this one, uh, this connection, Dordrecht, uh, um, is really made through through one of our team members in, in Germany, in our headquarter. Um, so we have one department that's new business development and, and strategic sales, especially for those first steps in, in, in foreign markets. Um, there's a specific approach, of course, you know, a lot of involvement from us and a lot of involvement from me, because the first step has to be right. It has to be something that's, that's, that's working like a charm and, and, uh, for it to be really presentable and for us to really help us get into the market. We did this in many other markets as well. 
Same approach was in, in, in Poland with uh, Pogon Stettin. So one of the biggest clubs there is, is, was our first step um, in, in Austria with, with, um, with uh, yeah, we had actually Austria Salzburg was our first club in Austria, and, but our first uh, Bundesliga club was uh, Klagenfurt. Mm-hmm. Um, this helped us a lot and uh, many other markets we started like this actually. Okay, so and, and right now in, in, in Dordrecht you're, you're, you're having your presence? I'm trying to make the case Dordrecht more exemplary yeah. for, uh, for, for Capelli and how, they, how, how you work. Yeah. Um, if, if you're looking back to the process, how long does it take right now for, for you to, to get the shirt, let's say, on the pitch? Uh, can it take, is it a week, two weeks, three weeks, half a year, a year? Um, Actually, um, when I said last, uh, when, when you asked me about how we entered the market, I, I uh, gave the example of MSV Duisburg. Actually, getting onto the market with MSV Duisburg was first just uh, buying the shares. We did not yet outfit them because they had a, they had an existing deal still with another brand. So, m- meanwhile, we we had our first professional deal in, in Germany was with uh, Würzburger Kickers who were back then in, in, uh, in third league and were looking into, into moving up to second league. Um, I was sitting together, I just remember the CEO was with me from, from USA, um, together with the president of the club. We were having, having dinner and we were talking. He liked our ideas. He liked the brand. He liked the, the, the company. Um, but we just had three months left before the new season starts. And he had uh, a lot of demands. He wanted a special custom-made jersey for him. So that's something that really no other brand in the world can do. Um, and we, we, we managed to do it. So we closed the deal just three months before kickoff for the, for the, for the new season, their first season and second league. And mm-hmm. uh, that's really something where our being our own production uh, facilities helps us a lot to be flexible. We are flexible in quantities. We're flexible in timing. Of course, we don't want this scenario that we just have three months, you know, but sometimes we can do it. And uh, for Viborg in, in, uh, in Denmark, we did, a, we did a reproduction of jerseys because they sold out so, so greatly because of their international European uh, qualification. Um, there we managed in two weeks to have replacements or to have uh, backup quantities to, to be able to fulfill the, the fans' needs. Um, this, this can be done with our own production facility. So we can really react very quickly to, to, to any demand there is. Um, but if your question to the general business, it's usually when you design New Jersey with us, you have to plan like a year. So, so, so everything goes smoothly. Sometimes it can be quicker, but um, that's our goal to have a year for our, for our comfort, actually. Yeah. And, yeah. and now if, if you, if, if you, <clears throat> you said whether it's you're going to be part of the club, mm-hmm. the shares or just an outfitter, how's the, uh, um, the, uh, is it, is it like 50, 50 or um, how many, how many, uh, do you have more clubs with, that you have shares in? Or no, 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 no. Was only MSV? Yeah, yeah, we just have a handful, so it's not not something. That's not our business model. You don't. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't want to buy in every market. We want to buy a club or or buy shares. That's that's not at all. Uh, it is a network that we built. It helps us tremendously to to connect with other clubs as well. It helps us offering services to our academy if they come to Europe. So that's it. And and of course, sometimes you come across a great opportunity or or a club is 
looking for for investments or for new partnership sometimes it happens but it's not our approach we're not looking for actively looking for investments there so it's mm -hmm. just a handful of clubs we are really invested and we make no difference in in servicing those clubs so for us a club um a club uh, just wearing our jersey is, is a club wearing our jersey and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if if Capri's sport is invested or or is not invested okay yeah. i want to just go back to the chain because you're saying okay it takes one year mm -hmm. to get from let's say a drawing on the table to 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 get it produced yes yes i mean it depends on a lot of a lot of different influences so yes difficult customers they need uh, three rounds of sampling because mm -hmm. they uh, in the process they have new ideas they want to change something but that's usually the this is a timeline where we are comfortable with and and we have enough uh, also extra time planned in if in case something gets changed down the line and and uh, that's a very comfortable timing And, and how does the process looking like? Because you were telling uh, right now that, that you're having your own production facilities mm -hmm. and, and that makes you also, I think, unique. Yes. Also building in the flexibility. Yes, yes. And, and, how, and how, how's the process now for, for having, having a shirt for, for, for the club? It starts with the design process. Usually we have a kickoff meeting. The club sits together with our design department and, and just gathers. We just gather ideas from the club. You know, sometimes there are certain topics that we have to consider. Maybe it's a anniversary, like a 100 years club anniversary. They want to maybe go back to a retro design jersey or they want to change the color. They want to try something new. They want to move from stripes to solid color. So those basic ideas and wishes and directions, we, we just note and then take it down in a, in a kickoff meeting and then this briefing goes usually to new york where our head uh, design office uh, stay, uh, is located and then the designers come back with ideas um, many ideas actually on paper which then in a second round of meeting is, is being discussed with the club and then you can filter out already a lot of a lot of ideas that are not suitable and then you end up with a handful of designs which go into sampling And then the sampling starts. You know, the first round of samples uh, come here. Then it's usually the time when the when the club focuses really on one design for home, one away, one one uh, one third jersey. And then there's usually a second round of of, uh, of sampling with some comments from the club. And then we go into production. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you just need the production time and and shipping and and uh, it arrives here and and usually on time. Usually, yeah. yes. Yeah. Corona was a little challenging, but I, uh, these challenges are over. I think I think for everybody, Corona was a challenge. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, not only for football, but but for for all the sports. Yes. Uh, yes. I think. And and um, talking about your own production facility, you already had it. You had already everything almost in place, or not? Because of yeah, the the history, and that, yeah, we did have production facilities, but producing producing jerseys, producing training outfits, producing uh, uh, hoodies is of course something different. So we had to build a new factory, we had to build new production lines. Uh, we had the sourcing departments already for our other factories, for our other productions, um, and we had to we had to build some new know-how definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a whole new setup. It's a whole new setup. A whole new a whole new production. So I, I read that you had around six, six locations right now? Yes, we have six locations, but not all of them are used for sports products. So, so two, three? or We, we have or actually, in fact, we have two, uh, two big factories um, for sports, mm -hmm. for sports textiles. And then on some of those others are, are some, some items like the, the, the sports socks 
are of course produced in the same factory like our fashion socks and uh, there's some items that that uh, that are produced in the same factories like like the fashion lines mm -hmm. and now and now a, a, a topic is sustainability of course yes yes is it, are you looking into into that and and, and or Yeah, since many years, oh, actually, we are looking into that. I mean, definitely, it's something that we that is on our top one priorities to to uh, to move into this direction. Um, honestly speaking, we're not yet there that we have a full range of products in in uh, in sustainable or using sustainable materials. Um, the reason behind it is that when when we do take the step, we have to be hundred percent sure that. Everything is really sustainable, not just having a label or, or mm -hmm. uh, being able uh, to just promote one one item uh, using a recycled jersey. Uh, it has to be really. We have to be sure. We have to have any everything analyzed. It has to be. Um, it has to be able to be uh, reproduced on, on high scale and and uh, that's what we're working on and uh, we do have already some sustainable jerseys but it's specific productions and it's not our general line it's not our whole team sports catalog consisting of, of sustainable materials but we are getting close and uh, also technology is getting much better there's a lot of challenges still in quality um, using some of those materials um, quality and and also steady steady color coloring and And um, for some colors, it's very difficult. If you're producing a white jersey, it's just almost almost uh, impossible to to maintain the same tone of uh, and shade of color. Which, of course, for a team sports company, this is crucial. You have to be able, and that's 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 our job. That in in three years, your club that that bought your red jerseys, they can still buy two more jerseys in three years for two more players and and being the same color that the jersey that they bought two years ago so this is very very um, very very important to us so that's also the flexibility in the end yeah we, that you're able to do this yes look the the what we talked about the 12 months delivery is just for special production and and mm -hmm. custom jerseys so most of our business is really using our uh, on stock The assortment. We have a team sports catalog with uh, hundreds and thousands of products that we always have in our uh, distribution center here in, in Germany. I always say here in Germany. That's that's a very bad thing. Here in Europe, <laughs> here in Europe, because I feel at home. You know, um, here in Europe, and uh, we can we can always deliver uh, any demands during the season. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go back a little bit more into, uh, and that's that's also fascinating. Um, that you're a supplier, let's say not for first Bundesliga clubs. I know we we met in in uh, uh, also in in Duisburg in in, in the stadium. Yeah, um, we invited Borussia Mönchengladbach, mm -hmm. and at that time they were looking for a new uh, sh uh, uh, supplier, an outfitter. Yes, and you said immediately no. <laughs> That's not for us. Look, you have to be honest, and you have to be uh, able to to evaluate what's what's uh, reasonable and what's not. Um, it has to be reasonable for the club, of course. I think we could be reasonable for any club, um, but it has to be reasonable for us as well. So, um, like I said, we we're. Um, not forcing ourselves onto the market. So we have time. We're not investor driven. We're not a, a publicly uh, listed company. So we don't have to run behind our targets. Um, we do want to really grow in, 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 in high rates and we are doing that. We're doubling our, our figures every year. Um, and um, for that, 
it doesn't necessarily need a, a, a multi-million dollar deal or a euro deal in the in the Bundesliga. We are talking to many Bundesliga clubs. We are talking to all of them that are reasonable. And um, we are looking for the club that appreciates what we have to offer. And there's always a brand that pays more to get into the market. Sometimes not even team sports brands. Sometimes it's just a fashion brand that still wants to be in football business just to be seen on TV. That's not our approach. We're not we're not doing this. We're taking our time. We're looking for a club and a deal that that is beneficial to both parties, where we can add our ben add our 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 um, added values, and it is a benefit to the club. And then it's appreciated, and and uh, then it's a good cooperation. Mm -hmm. In other markets, it worked out already. So we did find the partners. We did find the deals that we're doing. And um, it's big deals as well. We were playing with uh, Ike Athens in in, um, in Greece. We were playing with them in Champions League already uh, against against the big ones, against Bayern Munich, against Ajax Amsterdam, for example. Um, so there's already a lot of good examples. In Poland, with uh, Pogon Stettin on a European level, we're visible. We're visible with... Um, Yablonex from from uh, Czech Republic also playing on the European scale. Um, next year there will be some more clubs added added to our to our portfolio that are also playing internationally. So we are not shying away from big deals and big clubs, but uh, it has to make sense. It has to make sense to be realistic. To be realistic in yes. the end. Yes. And um, I always talk to some people and saying uh, Capelli is also involved in the Champions League. Indeed, we are. Yes. Yeah. Indeed, so, uh, and, and, and always telling them, and you can tell which yes, club yeah. it is. Yeah, so. we're proudly, proudly working, and and uh, proudly working with the women's department of HBK, uh, which had a tremendous success since we started working with them, and uh, it's really a great story. It's a great sport, and uh, I'm really happy that there's so much more visibility now, and also support from the um, after the European Championship. I think it's really it peaks a little bit uh, in Germany. Germany went to the finals. Um, we also have uh, MSV Duisburg playing in Bundesliga again. We're also very proud of that. And I think it will grow much, much more and uh, the sports will get its visibility that it that it deserves. And uh, comparing also the games, you have to acknowledge that um, the, if, like my example, the, the, the finals of the European uh, Championship uh, England versus versus Germany, it's just great games. It's just great to watch. You know, of course, a football fan has ha has to have the time to watch those games if he's following another team as well in the in the men's um, in the men's sports. Um, but it um, there's a young generation of fans growing also into just being a fan of this specific club. If it's a women's club or if it's a men's club, it doesn't really matter because both are great sports to watch and and we support a lot of a lot of teams worldwide. Yeah, sure. Because uh, <clears throat> what you're seeing that right now in with Habi Kirk yeah. in, in Denmark, Champions League, Damsvart Duisburg, playing Bundesliga. Yes. Is it is is this is women football also one of the, your target groups, let's say, for the future? It is automatically one of our big, big, uh, big customer base because in USA uh, already since many years, uh, women, girls, and women's uh, football is very, very big. So it's a big market, um, and we have a lot of credibility as a brand coming from USA, being active on the European market. We come, we we understand women's football, and um, that's I think uh, a good selling point and a good point why why clubs work with us if they're a women's club, but. Um, 
there's not so many so many clubs that are uh, specifically doing women's women's sports so um, usually the decision is still made by the men's department to work with the brand or not but uh, we're trying to also find the amateur amateur clubs that are uh, specifically women's and and this is for us really interesting we're trying to support them wherever we can and and to connect them with our network and especially in women's football networks are very important you know even the high uh, playing professional clubs um a lot of them have problems finding youth players because uh, um, it's just uh, it's just more difficult than than in the in the boys departments. So their cooperations with youth organizations, youth clubs in the region is very important. That that uh, you work together and that you have a you have a um, a full range of of uh, of talent of talent uh, pool that you can work with. Mm -hmm. So. So <clears throat> women football could be could be a very interesting target group for, for you. Yes. What's the future? Because you're, and you're growing, let's say, year by year, you're, you're doubling. Mm -hmm. uh, um, what's the future of Capelli Sport looking like, according to you? The future is definitely growing uh, more deeply into the markets where we already are. In, in I can speak for Europe at the moment, where we are uh, in active in 21 countries. Um, but active in 21 countries, meaning and counting also the markets where we're just there with one engagement. Holland is one of them with FC Dordrecht. That's really one big club that we work with. Um, we want to be visible on the market. We want to work with so many more clubs in the region. And, uh, and this goes for other markets as well. So this is the goal, really expanding more heavily in those, uh, I call it now foreign markets from a German point of view. Um, of course, also still on the markets where we are, there's a lot of room for growth still and, and uh, coming from a, from a low scale those double digits and, and and doubling the numbers every year is of course much much easier than than being already a big a big elephant in the in the industry um another growth uh, a thing that helps with the growth is also us expanding into different sports so now we're really focusing on football in europe i'd say it's 90 percent focus on football in uh, USA, it's already grown into basketball uh, and to other sports. In Europe, it's uh, handball is the second sport that we're covering. We have uh, volleyball um, and, of course, many, many other smaller sports. Um, but the focus is football. The next focus will be handball. And we're building more and more to be like around 2025 to have the full range of the of the, the mass team sports um, areas and, and uh, categories. And you're also the official outfitter of Sport Fatality. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. I hope you're happy with the product. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, so uh, no, that, no, that's just a joke. <laughs> no, we, we really appreciate it. No, uh, no, and we appreciate it. it. Yes. Look, this is something that helps us with networking. And, and uh, like I said, it's a network business. It's a people's business. And uh, your network is, is definitely one of the one of the networks where we, we're really making great connections on your events and, and uh, through you. And uh, this is what, what helps us a lot. Okay. Thanks for, uh, for, for, for this commercial. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about uh, Capelli uh, uh, today. Um, I was just wondering, because you've got a, 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 a almost, let's say, um, ending up uh, this one hour mm -hmm. of, 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 of having a, an informal chat. Um, look into your background from Lebanon. Are you also involved as Capelli Sport in Lebanon? We you are. To? Yes, yeah. no, we are. We are. We are. We are the outfitter of the national team, the national football team. They almost qualified to the to the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Iran, I think, beat us last second. Um, 
And there's a great Netflix show called Captains. I don't know if you've seen it. No. So episode four and 11 or four and seven, I don't remember. It's really about the Lebanese uh, national team. So you can see our products in action. We're really, really proud, proud sponsor. Um, the volleyball team, the basketball team, uh, it's all equipped by Kepali Sport. Okay. Yeah. Let's round it up. Uh, do you want to add anything to this podcast, to the listener? Look, um, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. This is just to you, not to the listeners. And to the listeners, like I said, if you're interested in the sports business, if you are from the sports business, if you're looking for a new challenge, if you're interested in Capelli Sport, email. What's your email address? My email address? No, 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 no. Don't email to All me. Right, but, uh, okay. Email me. Um, actually, if you do you have show notes where you can put my email address? We can add it to, to, to the notes so anybody can... Well... We'll, we'll, we'll tag you. Okay, tag me. Tag me and then just reach out, contact me and, and let's talk. Yeah, sure. There, you're located in, in Ratingen, near Düsseldorf? Yes, right. right. So people, That's when, they're, when they're passing by, they can also go to a match. Definitely. And go to watch MSV Duisburg. Yes. You, you told me actually yeah. they're, they're playing in the third Liga mm -hmm. and they're actually, how many people are still going to, to see the matches? Look, it's low at the moment at like 13,000, 14,000 people uh, going there, going to the stadium. Some some games are sold out. We have 29,000 people uh, playing against Rotheis Essen. It's a big competitor, big local competitor, a lot of a lot of bad blood between those two clubs. But it's a great experience in the stadium. You've been there. Uh, it's a great stadium. It's supposed to be a Bundesliga stadium, and, and it is actually. Um, so we'll hope that... We'll see those those games in Bundesliga and Bundesliga 2 at least very soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Sir Kai. Thank you. Thank okay. you very much. Bedankt voor het luisteren naar de Sports Plus Vitality podcast. Nog meer inspiratie? Sluit je dan aan bij onze community. Heb jij zelf een interessant onderwerp of vraag welke wij kunnen bespreken? Laat het ons dan weten via een berichtje op onze socials. Deze podcast is mede mogelijk gemaakt door Portretmakers. Thank you.